It's rock and roll. And cue music. Andy, join the join the party. Welcome back to A-Sides. It's been quite a while. How are you doing, Brent? Well, fine and dandy, Andy. Thank you. Damn, that rolled right off the tongue. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I'm doing good. I woke up this morning, thought it was Friday. Five minutes later, realized it was Thursday and I was pissed. And then I was pissed about that for about two hours. And then I drove home from work and some asshole was going 10 miles per hour up Coal Hollow. So finally I decided, fuck you. And I gunned it. And you ran, ran around him. him. Well, <laughs> if he was walking, I would have, but how the fuck can't you walk any faster than 10? So I passed him, and then he flew up on my ass, and it's like, oh, now you want to drive fast. I didn't really want to get in a fight, because I wanted to be able to record this episode. I didn't want to be in jail, so I didn't slam on my brakes or cause any shit. I just continued on home, and here we are, safe and sound. But when I got home, I discovered something. What? So I was excited about this beer, because it's all colorful, yeah. And I feel like today's band that we're going to discuss is really colorful. And so I thought, Sparkle Puff almost sounds like it could be a jellyfish song. I don't know. It feels like it fits. So I'm like, fuck yeah. And it's 10.2%. So I thought, well, it is a school night. We should, And it's a tall boy, so we should probably split it. Yeah. Okay, no problem. So then I get home and I read the entire thing. And it all of a sudden comes to the part where it says, A payload of smashed summer peaches. Or cushions of fierce multi fluff. Sounds Any, like a jellyfish song there, like but the lyrics. Anybody knows, anybody that knows me knows that peaches are to my tongue like sticks are to my fucking eardrums. So I'm really worried about this. You might be drinking the whole fucking thing, or Zane might be drunk tonight because he might be finishing the other mm. half. Yeah. So, anyhow, I want to try it now because I don't even know if I said exactly what it's called. Flying Monkeys Craft Brewery, Sparkle Puff, Galaxy Starfighter, Defender of the Universe. That's a pretty fucking awesome title. Brewed in Canada. Hope and pray it doesn't taste like peaches. I don't taste the peach. It's actually good. Go into the country. You have no idea. No idea how thankful I am that that's good and doesn't just taste like peach. If you fucking like peach, it probably doesn't come off super strong, but. Yeah. No, but I really, I mean, I fucking hate peach. There's that. It's good to hate. We learned that last yes. time. <laughs> Peaches and sticks. Fuck them. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, and maybe you were already going to say this, but today's topic obviously being jellyfish. I feel like this is weird. Like it's getting sentimental. It's going all the way back to the beginning of, of our friendship. Yeah. And our coming together as music lovers. You'll probably be able to fill in the blanks better than me, but it was a graphic design class at ICC, right? Yeah. And I don't remember what year. 2007. My life is a blur. I think we hit it. I don't really know how we got to talking. One of us wearing a band shirt, maybe. The only thing we talked about was like music, obviously, I think. But I remember something. 
you really helped like build my musical taste at that time because it was basically 2007 so i was in my early 20s and i knew like a lot of 99x music you know stuff on the radio and then like dream theater and some like prog stuff but then jellyfish like blew my mind well i think that we started exchanging like mixed cds and when you handed me a spice girls one i i was like (laughs) this guy needs help i gotta get him i gotta get him something (laughs) that didn't really happen by the way for anybody listening but but no, but I know. I felt like that. whatever I gave you wasn't as good as you gave uh, me. I remember you giving me, you gave me some dream theater I didn't have. I believe like Systematic Chaos because I think I blew that off and snubbed it because I hated. Oh Jesus Christ! Octavarium was before that. Yeah, I didn't even give that one the time of day. Yeah. Well, whatever the one was after six degrees. Yeah, six degrees of inner turbulence or whatever the fuck yeah. it was called. Yeah. After that, they lost me. I hated that album. and So I think, yeah, you burned me a copy of Systematic Chaos. You burned me some Porcupine Tree. Yeah, because that was one of my other big bands. I couldn't really get into them. I didn't hate it, but it was just yeah. one of those that I didn't really get into it. But I do remember burning you the two Jellyfish albums. I was like, oh, you got to check these out. Yeah, it was like, I remember you had given me that, the Wild Hearts, some Elvis Costello, Backyard Babies. Like, what is it? Tinnitus or Tinnitus? Oh, or yeah. That yeah. Album. Tinnitus, the... Kind of hits then. I remember like minus uh, Celsius. So yeah, so so yeah, those really stood out to me. That does sound that time period. That sounds exactly what I would try to cram down somebody's throat. So, (laughs) (laughs) so I mean, around that time, yeah, I was like super into all that. Never got to see the Backyard Babies. I did see the Wild Hearts live, and around that time, I think Courtney and I were together. Like speaking of Courtney, it was like one of those small world things. We were like, oh, you know Courtney, because I went to like. Uh, school with her so you guys were like in kindergarten together right yeah and then like i went off to a different school but i knew her a little bit in high school and then it was also pudge i worked with him at the radio station all right our worlds like we're combined intermingled yeah we only got two albums so we really can't do a full like top 10 list because it would be like the basic entire discography yeah it was a little tough because it would have been very easy this is a band where i could have just been like okay I don't know. Either one of these albums are so fucking good. It yeah. was, I don't want to say it was hard to narrow it down to five. It was like I almost just kind of went with my first instinct on all of them. But then once I went back and was like listening to the albums back to back, like the last couple days and before, because like obviously we've been talking about doing this for like a month, yeah. we just couldn't find the time. So it's like I kept revisiting them and I got that box set with all the seven inch singles and shit and was playing them the other night. And I was going through all the demos and shit from the box set and whatnot. And then you start overthinking stuff. But I never really, I didn't stray too far from my original five because I just, I feel like there's so many good songs. These are such great fucking albums that it really is just a mood thing. Like I might like one song way fucking more one week than the last week or one day to the next day. Oh, exactly. I mean, for sure. It just depends if I'm in more of like a songwriter mood looking to enjoy like a really well-written song with great lyrics or if I'm more about the arrangement or all the bells and whistles and you know what I mean? Because I mean, I remember first time I heard Spilt Milk, I was just blown away. Like, you know, Denny turned me on to him. That's how I got into Jellyfish because, you know, he turned me on to a lot of shit. He was more, I mean, I was just like kind of stuck in like, 
a lot of the 80s cock rock that I grew up on and then heavier stuff like Pantera and Metallica, like your run-of-the-mill stuff. But Yeah, like I guess the age difference. Yeah, well, and he was the guy at the record store yeah. that was listening to all this shit, like, you know, Backyard Babies, Wild Hearts or whatever, you know. A lot uh, of that stuff all came from him, and Jellyfish was one of them too because I don't remember these guys being on MTV at all. You know, yeah. I don't ever remember hearing any of this shit. Uh, so if you kind of turned me on to Jellyfish in uh, 2007, like when did uh, Denny introduce you? It to was them? probably only, it was like probably 2001, if uh, I had to guess. Because I mean, I knew, I knew him from the record store. We'd hang out, shoot the shit and co-op. He turned me on to a few things there. But I feel like he turned me on to these guys like later once we started hanging out a lot. You know, him and I just became pretty close going out a lot having a few beers and talking about music and whatnot. And I some somehow they got brought up. I don't really remember how, but I was like, I, I think it was, if I remember correctly, and this was so many fucking years ago, who even knows? Like, you're talking like 20 years ago. But I think I was like, hey, why don't you order those two albums for me next time you're at work? And I remember listening to Spilt Milk on the way home from co-op, like that being the first one I popped in. Turn the nightlight on and blew him a kiss. Stared back through his green Crayola eyes She chased his likeness from off the back of the disc Next to the box top promise of the biggest prize I almost felt like it was a mistake to listen to that one first Because I think like if you, and I don't know now because I'm so far removed from like the first impression stage but I think I remember being like a little, I don't want to say disappointed, but maybe a little underwhelmed with Belly Button. Just because Spilt Milk is so fucking massive and the arrangements are crazy. And I remember like, you know, I would just tell everybody about that album after I listened to it. I was like, you got to listen to it. It's like Pet Sounds and Night at the Opera fucked and had a baby and it's Spilt Milk, you know? <laughs> That's funny you say that because it sounds like you got both albums at the same time. I got both like CDs from you at the same time, and I played Spilt Milk first. And then what you said, Belly Button was the first one, but I went to it second and I felt underwhelmed because I was just like, oh my God, my mind was like blown instantly by Spilt Milk. It was like unlike anything I'd ever heard before. But at the same time, I didn't tell anybody about it. I'm like, oh my God, this is my little secret. I'm not sharing this with anybody. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that I honestly, like, played the fuck out of spilt milk before I ever even took the plastic off a belly button. Like, I just couldn't stop listening to it. I was fucking obsessed. So then, like, go back to belly button, you know, I mean, now it's a totally different thing because they're just two different kinds of records. Like, belly button is more of, like, a Beatles and Cheap Trick, that kind of, like, I feel a lot more of those uh, influences in there versus spilt milk, you know, having a lot more of say maybe like Sergeant Pepper's era Beatles yeah. and Night at the Opera, Day at the Races, like Queen, where there's just a lot of those different kinds of songs and really cool big arrangements. And then I actually wrote down something at work today because I was listening to the albums again and I put Spilt Milk is like Pink Floyd with pastels. Because I almost got a vibe like The Wall, but if The Wall was really colorful and everything, right. you know. A rainbow threw up. And a rainbow the threw up. Well, kind of like this can. Yeah, it does kind of have a lot of colors to it. All those rainbows. Tell you what, Bud Light ain't got shit on the flying monkey sparkle puff. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the fuck it is. These albums really, uh, they've stuck with me for the last like 
20 years now of being turned on to him. I feel like I'm still like, I might not listen to him for a while, but then when I go back and listen to him, I just get like fucking obsessed all over again. So what we decided to do with Jellyfish was top five songs. If anybody's keeping score, we've already kind of talked about Jellyfish already twice because we did our debut albums and we both had that one. And then we did our sophomore albums and we both had Spilt Milk. I know. I Yeah, I remember having Spilt Milk. I didn't remember having Belly Button, did I? Well, maybe I did then and I just thought you did. I decided to do an honorable mention. I couldn't help myself. Fair enough. But I kept it within... The demos. And the reason why I decided, okay, I'm going to do an honorable mention because I had a couple demos that just, after I revisited them, like I hadn't listened to them in forever. And I don't really remember being overly impressed with that stuff when I acquired the box set, right? Or the copy of the box set. I remember digging it because it was like, oh, cool, new songs to me. Like I had never heard them. So awesome. But I don't know. They didn't do what the records did for me. But I feel like a couple, a couple of them in particular, when I was just going back through and just listening to everything, stood out to me more and like I had way more of an appreciation for them and was really, 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 really into them for a minute. Really, really? Really, really. So I had a hard time because I actually wanted to make them both my honorable mention. So maybe I kind of will. This is my honorable mention or my mention of a potential honorable mention (laughs) would be Season of the Witch. Oh, no. That song, I think, had a lot of potential, and I wouldn't make this like an official pick because I do feel like the verse needed worked. Kind of wasn't super strong, but I do feel like the chorus was really fucking, really catchy, even as simple as it was and everything. You know, because it was a little rough. It was obviously a demo. You could tell. Oh, I've never listened to the demos. I saw that online. Yeah. But... Yeah, no, they're cool. They're solid. They're solid. But the one that I, so my real honorable mention, which is also a demo, is a song called Let This Dream Never End. I feel like that song could have been on the record. I feel like it should have been on Belly Button. I feel like it was a strong enough song. It was like maybe it needed like a little something extra to kind of pump its nards and get it to, you know, <laughs> pop more. I don't know, but it reminds me. It's just funny because my first thought when I was revisiting this stuff was like it almost like I could almost hear like Peter Cetera singing it or something. You huh. know, like I don't know. It's I can't really see them doing like an '80s thing because they were basically '60s. They were, of, and it is. I mean, it know, still has like that. In kind of vibe but i don't know to me it there's something about it i don't know what the fuck like i can't put my finger on it but god damn it i feel like it could have been a peter cetera era chicago song Hmm. well i've got an honorable mention but i wouldn't say it's a song that i like enough to be like my number six i just wanted to mention it because it kind of blew my mind a couple years ago you know during the pandemic there wasn't really anywhere to go so everybody's you know sitting home streaming shows I started watching Beverly Hills 90210, and I watched the pilot episode. All the rich kids are driving up to school, you know, in their daddy's cars. 
the song that's playing while the kids are going to school is All I Wanted Is Everything by Jellyfish. And I was like, wait, they're playing Jellyfish? I was like, what? I didn't know that that was ever like a really big like hit or I enough mean, to get used. But then when you go and listen to it, it kind of fits that kind of 90210 Beverly Hills because it's like, right. I want everything. I'm like my daddy's car, blah, 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 blah. Right. It's like, yeah. So like, I don't know. I just wanted to throw that out there because well, we know like, that's not on your list. I guess I did my honorable mention. You did your honorable mention. Do you want me to start? Yeah. Okay. My number five is New Mistake. Oh, right on. I feel like that one, even though it's really, I mean, it's its kind of the straightforward pop song on the record. Yeah. Like, it's Spilt Milk is this big thing with big arrangements and 50,000 yeah. tracks. Everything is a big fucking to-do on that record for the most part, harmony-wise, instrument-wise, and arrangement wise and then really i mean new mistakes just a nice just you know it just and i love how it just kicks in fucking two bars later i can't count it out in my head right now because my brain's everywhere but We'll call it two bars if it's not that many. If it's only one, if it's three, if it's four, if it's a half, whatever. <laughs> the fucking <laughs> the fucking yeah. lyrics just start right away. I don't know. I really like the lyrics. I feel like in a lot of ways, some of my picks were leaning towards lyrical influence for some reason. I think a lot of that might have to do with the lyrics being really fucking brilliant, especially on, you know, Spilt Milk. I mean, they don't come out and say it. They don't come out and say everything. Some stuff, they come out and they say it really, really vividly, but then, like, they leave enough gaps in between everything to where you can, like, use your imagination a little bit to figure out what they're fucking talking about yeah. exactly. It sounds like a concept album, but I don't know if it actually is a straight concept well, album. Well, yeah, because it comes off yeah. like it's, like, ridiculing religion, right? Like, it's, like, Christianity, the Catholic Church, and all that. Like, there's definitely some kind of struggle but then I thought the... I thought that too. But then I also thought maybe it's ridiculing like celebrity. But then it's trying to say how Jesus was a celebrity, and then here's like a pop star celebrity. So right. I thought they were kind of going with that. Like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that in there too. I don't know, but the, there's a constant return to religion. There's a constant yeah. return to Christianity, and you know, there was a book that came out and everything, and I was late to the game on it. Uh, I think Charity had pre-ordered it and by the time i knew about it it was going for like 80 grand on that's an exaggeration but might as well be yeah. because it was more than i was going to spend on a book maybe that's worth reading into you know trying to find a copy of that to borrow or whatever but i don't know or maybe it's just about the songwriting and record making process but i feel like there there had to be some upbringing church that went sour and now there's hard feelings and separation from the church and writing Making yeah. all these comparisons. I mean, it's but it's brilliantly fucking written. Like, I mean, there's no way I'm going to convey babbling into a microphone <laughs> on the spot. I'm not going to convey how brilliant these lyrics are. And, you know. Is that one, like, New Mistake, the one I was going to actually go through because, like, just listening to it and kind of half paying attention at work, too, I was like, I knew there was all these weird abstract lyrics, 
But then, like, the other day, I was like, maybe I should just write down as many as I can think of. And I started to. Looks like chicken scratches, but is that the song New Mistake where it's, like, something is, like, swam from his pen, like, polywog? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then his birth was an accident. Yeah. yeah so that's where I kind of went with the Jesus thing. Baptize the baby in whiskey and licorice. I yeah. always love that one, too. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of great lyrics in that song. Now I think it's time for your number five. Well, my number five has a number in the title. Ooh. So my number five is Ghost at Number One. Nice. So I think you might have I have it. it. Yeah. yeah. It's okay, though. When I first dove into Jellyfish, you know, years ago, decades ago or, or whatever, New Mistake was definitely my favorite song. Right. It was like my favorite song like by a mile. But now it's not on my list because I think I've kind of like... For different reasons, like I like other songs. You know, it's not to say new mistakes bad, but I'm just like, you know, you sometimes move. your kind of taste change or oh, yeah. I don't know. You move around the record, man. Like it's such a great record that, like I said before, like it's going to depend on what mood you're in. And then now Ghost at Number One really sums up like, is this album like a rock opera or a concept album thing? But I oh, feel sure. like whatever the album themes are, it's all in this song. It's like the most bombastic, you know, song that I think they've yeah. ever done. It really, like, it comes in hot, dude. Yeah. Like, just the, it just comes in fucking, bah, you know. And... Or I was thinking, is this talking about Jesus? Because it's obviously talking about... Oh, yeah. Something yeah. being a number one. Like, the pop. Is it like a well, pop the... icon? Or like Jesus as a pop icon? Or didn't the Beatles say, hey, we're bigger than Jesus? So I don't know if they're trying to put rock stars on that celebrity kind of pedestal. It starts off with the build. Yeah. And I can't even remember the first lyric, but then it says something about God's gift to us, fucked up immortal son. Like so, right out God's the... gift to oxygen. Is that what it says? Yeah. I can't. Re- I couldn't remember. But either way, it's something immortal, son. Yeah. But yeah, I don't I know, know why. The, for some reason, I've never like sat and read the lyric. Read the lyrics. I thought he said something about fucked up immortal son. I thought it was the. I thought the he quote. said puffed up or something like puffed up his chest. I don't know. But well, either maybe it is. The but e- but yeah. either way, like I mean, whatever the exact lyric is, it's like that. Does I mean that sums up in the first fucking line, yeah. like what it's about. Yeah, you know. The lyrics on this one, like jump around. I don't want to say jump around, but they they leave so many gaps in between certain thoughts and ideas. And like once you think you got it figured out, what it's all about. I mean, you know it's about that. There's even some line that I did write down. Shoots up his poison till the frosting tastes so sweet. Yeah, and I mean, that's almost like a... I would go with like almost cult mentality, right? Like drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah, there's just a lot going on there. Like when I think about... The lyrics of this song, when I listen to it and really listen to the lyrics, and then, you know, it says, you know, how does it feel to know you're the only one that, to be the only one that knows that you're right? To me, it's like the idea. Have you ever seen Last Temptation of Christ? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like, I mean, like you're watching Jesus through the struggles of like these voices in his head. 
that was put through a very realistic modern lens of like, if you were Jesus and all this shit that supposedly happened in the Bible was real, like you'd be going crazy. People would think you were fucking crazy. You would think you were fucking crazy. And like, that was the brilliant part of that movie was the fact that they depicted it that way. And so like, that's what I picture when I listen to this song. Yeah. Is Willem Dafoe in that movie portraying that because it's almost like the whole like, Finally, he comes to terms with like knowing that he's right and he knows that now he's found the way or whatever. And, you know, he's the son of God and has to preach that to everybody. But then everybody's going to think he's fucking crazy. So I don't know. Like to me, that's what I think about when I hear the lyric. Like, how does it feel to be the only one that knows that you're right? You know? Yeah, but what's crazy is it's like this deep lyric stuff, but then it's hidden behind but like all this ba, 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 like, you know, ba, 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 kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's like all these bells and whistles and a bunch of sing-songy sing-songs. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then it's like when you really dig into it, it's so fucked up, but that's really what's fucking brilliant. I don't know. Well, yeah, that was, so that away. was number five. That would be my, I actually had it at number three, but if you want to go again, since that was one of my picks, or do you want me to go and we'll just. Yeah, maybe to keep it even. So then my next one to go on a track and keep it even is going to Belly Button, the first album. And I said before that I really gravitated to Spilt Milk, and I almost thought Belly Button was lesser. But then in the years since then, I actually was then diving into Belly Button more and really appreciating that. And it seems like how you were saying songwriting Seems to me, I don't know, Belly Button seems more like a straightforward, you know, kind of right. pop record. But then with like with a lot of the singer-songwriter stuff, it's more set. Yeah, you, you know? can sit down and play any one of those songs on the acoustic guitar and sell it. Yeah, and it's very ballady and stuff. But then obviously, like, Spilt Milk is the bombastic, you know, bells and whistles, wall sound, all this uh, production stuff. So anyways, number four is I Want to Stay Home. It's only six o'clock When my day there is always my alarm clock to wake me up again. I wanna stay on. Great fucking song. Not on my list, thank God, because I wanted to not, you know, I wanted to have more to talk about, but I love that song. Man. Yeah, because I think I just really appreciate, too, some of those quiet, like the quieter moments. It's so simple. That record is very acoustic-y, and there's like even a trumpet, I think, on there. And I think that that really, his voice just carries that song. You said you have the box set with the singles. Right. I wrote down, or I looked this up, and it said Jet, like live B-side is on the other one. But it's not on the live album. Like, is that a cool version? Yeah, it was cool. Oh, cool. I'm trying to remember what the quote was he says before they play it. I think he refers to it as the sexiest song ever recorded or something like that. Because that's what I like about the live album is he's always making some weird little offhand comment or something. Like even the baby. Baby's coming back or. Yeah, before that he does baby come back. They do that player song. And they're like, oh, fuck those guys. And then they go into their own song. Yeah. Fuck those guys. I knew I 
Man, I wish I would have. Oh, I was too young. Well, I mean, yeah, I was young, and I didn't get into them when they were actually a band. I got into them later, after the fact. Which, speaking of, Marvelous 3. This is total side note, but got tickets to the reunion show down in fucking Atlanta, which is super cool because that band I became a fan of just in time for them to break up and never see them live. (laughs) So anyhow, that was a side note. But Jellyfish, same way. Like, man, I wish I would have been a fan when they were actually touring. I don't think they toured very much or for very long. I think it was a very short-lived deal, but... Yeah, they were only around like five years. Yeah, so... But man, how cool would that have been? You know, there's some YouTube footage and stuff, and they were fucking so cool live and everything. But anyhow, I babbled and totally got us derailed. I want to stay home. Anyhow, so my next song would also be from Belly Button. Uh, Opening track, The Man I Used to Be. I wondered if you'd had that because I remember when you were doing acoustic shows... Going back like 10 years ago, I think I'd ask if you'd ever do Jellyfish, and you did that one. Yeah, I think I was like, fuck no. And then finally I attempted, you know, to find one that I thought I could pull off. I think there was one time where I didn't come to a show, and you're like, fuck you, Andy. I actually played it at that show you didn't come to. Oh, yeah. Shit, yeah, because I probably only played it twice. Tops. I mean, it was like I learned. It was, you know, their stuff's not easy. I mean, it wasn't really easy to deliver that, but it was one that I felt like I could do out of stuff that I wanted to do. I, you know, I think I tried a couple others and would work up the arrangements, but never, never attempted it live because it was like I just knew I wasn't, I knew I sucked. (laughs) So. Or you just wouldn't have some of the harmonies and stuff. There's so many parts. Yeah, it's it would so, be hard to do That's it, the thing is, yeah, a lot of it, it's hard to fucking carry those choruses with one voice, you know? The Man I Used to Be, I think, is just such a, such a great song. I hope you have more sense than I in matters such as these. don't mean shit when a family is lost at sea. It has such this almost yacht rock ballad kind of vibe to it. And I think the lyrics are just fucking great. Just the whole father to son talking about, you know, just being overseas, being away from your family and everything, right? Like that's what it's kind of written about. And I don't really know where that inspiration was drawn from him. Maybe it wasn't even really military related. Maybe that he just used that as a metaphor for something else he was talking about. You know, I mean. For me, being a father to a son and everything, like you just, there's some lyrics in there that are fucking really cool and really heartfelt and real. And even if I'm not like, like I'm not a military guy, I wasn't off to sea while my kid was at home growing up without yeah. me there and everything, right? But the you situation, can still appreciate a yeah, song, even if the situation though. isn't the exact same, you still can, certain things can still hit a nerve. Stand by that 100%. Well, I was hoping you'd have that one. So that's your third one. So right? now I didn't have to disappoint you. Yeah. Like the father in the story of this song disappointed his son by not being home, <laughs> raising his child. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> You're disappointing your dog because nobody's home up there. That's right. I am totally ignoring him. My next one is a lot of these songs on that first record. They're really like syrupy, poppy ballads kind of thing. And this one, it's so sweet you might get stuck. It's Baby's Coming Back. Baby, come back. I love that song. Not on my list. Yeah, but then I really, really, really listened to the lyrics today because obviously getting burnt CDs, I never had the lyrics. My burnt CDs weren't good enough for you, Andy? (laughs) 
It's totally kind of a little different than I thought. I thought the guy was excited that his baby was just coming back. But no, he's like, basically, there's some lyric. He's long ran out of his second chances. So he's excited that, like, man, he's like two-timing on his lady, I guess. Uh, running around on her. But he's like, hey, she's coming back. So yeah, baby's coming back. Baby's coming back. exciting yeah i'm excited for him yeah man there's just some really great like wordplay in this song and i even wrote down the lyrics i can't sing it but i wrote this down if i had a dollar for every single time i fought her i'd buy a handgun but that couldn't shoot away the bullseye that she made on my heart oh i was like man he is like a lyrical fucking genius this andy Sturmer. He should have fucking gone into the greeting card business you know he should have worked for hallmark yeah really probably would have made more money Sadly, I'm not saying that to make fun of him. I'm just saying that much like other brilliant artists that had a short-lived career, although he still has other stuff, but you get my fucking point. Why am I explaining this? It's not as much fun when I explain myself. I need more to drink. I still have a conscience for some fucking reason. So I should just have two left, right? Yeah, and I've got two. Because I had new mistake. Man, I used to be. We both had ghost at number one. Mm -hmm. You had babies coming back. Babies coming back. Babies coming back. I'm on my best behavior. <laughs> I want my baby back, baby back, baby. Oh, different song. <laughs> baby. Like, I told you I was fucking hungry. I remember those you know? commercials where they're like, yeah, like taking their forks and like. Yeah. Shit was brilliant. All right. So think it's my turn. We got two left, right? I got two. Yes. You got two. So my number two, also off of belly button. Oh, damn. This had to be a pick for me because I almost feel like it's the epitome of a jellyfish song in the sense that it's. Great lyrics, great arrangement. The fucking arrangement's great, and it's maybe the song on Belly Button that was a little more like it could be on Spilt Milk if the lyrical content would have matched, if any of that makes any sense. Also, what are my hands doing right now? Man, you got me We need video. I'm trying to think of what this would be. Well, the king is half undressed. Oh, right on. So... Quite the wind up to that, and just like, yeah, I'm just building it up, and then I'm like, yeah, the king is half undressed. It's a great fucking song. Yeah. I'm really. I don't know if I'm impressed or just shocked it's not on your list. I thought maybe. I don't know. That is a good one because some of these, like, all of them are good ones. They are. It's too much, That one sounds like a twisted, like, nursery rhyme. Yeah, it's got, I mean, uh, yeah. The whole bridge thing, breakdown thing in the middle and stuff goes off in this whole other fucking direction. All these harmonies and... Blah, blah. <laughs> if my hands, we need to start doing a video because I feel like my hands right Your now. Your hands are like a jellyfish. They I are the know. song. They are the song. They're pretty much, this is what it would look like if you had a conductor trying to conduct a jellyfish song to an orchestra. <laughs> so I don't know. I feel like I got to stop at that. That was the only thing I should say about that song. So how about your number two? My number two, 
Man, this is one that it just really, it really grabbed me or it knocked my dick in the oh, dirt, to use is. your phrase. One I think that I added onto my list like late because I had like five. Fuck, I cannot like, actually I changed the top two. Scratch that. I changed the top two because I'm like, I cannot not have these. Number two for me is going back to belly button as well, which I thought at first I would just have all these picks would be from spilt milk. But number two from belly button is she still loves him. Baby's coming back, but this song could pretty much be Baby's not coming back. Baby says you're fucked. Yeah, really, because like she still loves him, but she's like, "Fuck, dude, I'm out." Great song, obviously, but the verses on that song are what really like the melodies, yeah. of the verse, and that whole. Dun, 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 See, that's the thing. Like, is first, it grooves fucking cool. Like, yeah, when I first was drawn into Jellyfish from you, I loved all of the musical pop arrangements and stuff because basically. I thought the Beatles and Queen and all this stuff was like old people music. And I was like, fuck, Jellyfish is so awesome. And then that kind of got me to appreciate, after getting into Jellyfish, then that got me to appreciate the Beatles and everything that you should have been had really influenced this stuff. <laughs> right. So I loved all the pop and the big production stuff. But I think once I made this list, all of the stuff that my picks are based around are the lyrical arrangements actually instead the lyrics or like the vocals because yeah that she still loved him and it's got all this stuff like the harmonies i guess where i'm going i think you were nailing the harmony there until you got self-conscious and kind of just went yeah yeah like you did that at the end i like that better though oh really yeah that's what it should have been called she's still yeah Dude, or the thing that really like kind of pops in my head, something is like they wanted to be as happy as couple number three on their favorite oh, game show. Yeah, I yeah. love that That's line, great, dude. That's a great line too. Yeah, <laughs> they, he had so many fucking witty fucking lyrics that I don't know, man. And they're so visual because when you hear that part, you can kind of envision like a couple being happy on like the match game or right. like you know newlywed game until that bitch guesses the wrong answer. And they go home and talk about and it. Blasts love across the room. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think. Well, that's a different kind of blast. I think. Oh no! I thought it was. <laughs> oh, he smacked her across the room. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm gonna guess. All right. Your number one is it from Spilt Milk? Yes. Okay. Did we want to guess? I will guess. Hopefully, we don't have the same one. So, so I'll no. just say it. Gluttonous sympathy. Cause I see That is not my number one, but it's one that like it basically a new mistake and gluttonous sympathy were like one of my favorite songs, but right. like they're not, but so right. yeah. Well that one's one. tough for me because that like you were just talking about uh, you know, vocal performances and everything, and I just feel like 
the way that just starts off with the soft vocal and like he fucking like sings his ass off on that song. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not even gonna like start trying to reenact any of his you know vocal melodies and shit because there are some that I know I can't do because I tried to cover this one before and it was I got to the chorus and shit the bed. So I was like, I'm not going to ever play this in front of anyone. But I will say that, yeah, maybe I played it safe a little bit with my list in a way. But I just couldn't deny, like, Gluttonous Sympathy and New Mistake, they were the two that grabbed me right out the gate. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that's why they made my list, because I'm just, like, already, I've gone through this record so many fucking times. Maybe I was a little bit I just came back to them, or I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I think initially I didn't know if they would make my list because of that same reason. Because they're almost like the straightforward pop songs that would be the obvious choice. So then, like, I don't know. Some pretentious part of me wanted to just pick everything that wasn't those. But but then I just circled back to them. I was like, no, they're just too fucking good. Like, they're just too good. The lyrics and glutton of sympathy are too fucking good. The fucking chorus is too fucking good. The arrangement, I mean, yeah. it even has a fucking bridge that just goes off where you wouldn't predict it would go. I mean, nothing crazy, but it's still, like, not quite, you know, this straightforward thing. And so I'm not going to babble too much more about it. I'm going to guess. Can I guess yours? Sure. I'm going to guess. Just And I'm basing this off of the whole conversation of you leaning more towards going for something less straightforward versus the stuff that originally drew you to it. Because this song that I have in mind was the song the first time I heard Spilt Milk, where I was kind of like, what the fuck is that, right? Then I grew to appreciate it because it was fucking amazing, amazing arrangement. Probably their best fucking arrangement. Just crazy, crazy, but works so fucking well. I'm going to guess that the first word is Sabrina? No. Oh, that wasn't your song? No, but here, I'm going to cover up what song I had, is. Because I actually had a hard time not putting uh, that one on my list because I love it so much as an arrangement and like a quirky... Uh, like it's just it's a fucking mind fuck to listen to, and it's I so actually hated fun. that song at first. Well, yeah, I think everybody did. That's the brilliance of it. And then you somehow go back to it and are like, "Fuck, that's awesome." Yeah, but then there's a little kid that's like, "Chips for all the shoulders," I, dude. and I'm like, "What? That is the most bonkers lyric." Yeah. There's the most bonkers lyrics. In Dessert that song. is on the floor. <laughs> yeah. So serene, dude. I. It kind of sounds like Mike Patton when they do that part of yeah. the song. I I'm really, like, really, yeah. really wanted to put it on my list. But then I was just like, I was going back and forth because I'm like, in a way, it is the ultimate jellyfish song. Oh, yeah. Because it's so, all the quirks and the big arrangement, everything crazy about jellyfish just thrown into one fucking song. Yeah. But anyhow, now that I've babbled about a song that's not on either of our lists. So I will show you this. I'm going to cover up the song, but I'm going to say right away, if you can read this, I wrote this at the end. Right away, my favorites were New Mistake and Glutton of Sympathy. And we were going to put those as honorable mentions. But then I was like, well, I'll just go with the honorable mention of the Beverly Hills 90210 song. But it is on Spilt Milk. I'm like covering this up like you're cheating off my test in school. And I don't want you to see it. You know, like, you know how kids would do that? They're like writing and they're like leaning over. Or something. But anyways, to like kind of build this up. Well, I shouldn't really build it up I feel up like anymore. you're going to pick the one song on Spilt Milk that's kind of the snooze fest for me. I don't hate um, it, but I got to be in the right mood for it. No. This song, I just keep, I cannot, I keep going back to it. Because sometimes, like, do you ever have this where lyrics from songs just randomly pop in your head? And you're like, well, I wasn't even thinking that, but this lyric just pops in my head. It's always... This song from Jellyfish, like, here's a lyric. I feel like I'm going to know what it is. Now I got a second pick. 
Uh, I want like, to guess again. Random lyrics like the Musketeers of Chesterfields. And then it's like, with tobacco sword behind smoky shields. And then it goes, bomb, 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 bomb. Smoky Much too little, too late. Man, that I, is just talking about arrangements and all these things that it sounds like all these parts of this song. I would have never guessed that one to be don't on your list. Match up. It sounds so herky jerky, but then when you're listening to it all as one song, it's like, it's somehow, oh my god, it's so fucking herky jerky. Like they threw eight songs in a blender, but then it's and somehow cohesive. This song. Well, I dude, I didn't. See that one being on your list, but dude, like I'm almost getting like goosebumps thinking about it because it does it. It does that. Bah, 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 Did you bah. even say the name of it yet? Too much, too little, too late. Oh. I kind of sung it. I was kind gonna of. say, okay, yeah. I thought you just had like part of it, but I don't know. I'm lost already. And Again. that's kind of the end of the album. And then I wrote <laughs> this down and it says, "Say goodnight, your song is through." It's like, well, they kind of threw that at the end. Maybe they kind of thought it was the end of the band, right? And no. then I don't know. Well, maybe it, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it ties into the intro and shit and the, I, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Dude, that album is so, like, I don't know. It just does seem like a concept album, but I'm, like, kind of wrecking my brain, wrecking my brain trying to figure out what the concept is. All kinds of fucked up shit. Well, I tell you what, we actually babbled about this more than I thought we would. Like, five songs from each of us, yeah. and it somehow still was, like, an hour's worth or more. Dude, but it's... We're passionate, and they had like two of the best albums of all times, and then they, they just broke up, and then, poof, yeah, fucking gone. Say goodnight, your song's through. Well, I'll tell you what. I think on that note, I'm ready to go fire this grill up yeah. and uh, have a couple more beers and uh, listen uh, to some demos. Yeah, we'll go listen to that, and it's been fun. Dude, and, yeah, uh, man. I was surprised you predicted we would have the same five. I don't know how you predicted that, but. Or what your thoughts were going into that, I should say, but I said we only I had think one. I hope we don't have the same five. Oh, I, okay. Or well. something. Or I said, luckily it wasn't because well, it would have yeah, been boring. I said, what if we have the same five, and then you're like, yeah, quickest episode ever, <laughs> right? Oh, me too. Oh shit, no fucking shit, man. Hmm. Oh goddamn, I got that one too. Done. Yeah. All right. Well, anyhow. All right. Let's go fire up some charcoal and. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Say goodnight, your song is through Faint refrain